Southeast Radio's morning mix. Chat, news, and your views. Alan Corcoran. Good morning to you, Alan. We had a detailed interview with Richard Nolan yesterday. Competitiveness was one of the key areas. Let's start with that first of all. He believes our competitiveness is being eroded. Do you? Yes, I do. And unfortunately, government are not taking enough cognizance of it. Um, I did ask government to alleviate the carbon tax increase for this year because really we don't have alternatives and competitiveness is about alternatives and options and I think what Richard was saying yesterday is that hauliers have no alternative but to use diesel and therefore adding a carbon tax to it means that the haulier in turn is going to pass that on to you and I and everyone listening to your show this morning Mm. and listeners are going to see that in every product they buy, milk, bread, sugar, but the most affected are unfortunately going to be our low-income earners already struggling due to the high rents they pay, Alan. And I think it's important to stress for people that low-income families are now recognised as being mainly a couple with two children who are degree-educated, but because they're paying such high rents, they're never going to be able to entertain the idea of purchasing a home uh, because they have very little income left after their rent. So I think, you know, if government are serious Mm. about competitiveness, what they must do is provide alternatives. Now, they don't have that in the transport sector, but let I come back to that. Alternatives for your listeners. If somebody wants to work outside the county, they have to virtually go by car. For mm. me, I have to go to Dublin two, three days a week. The only alternative for me would be a high-speed train from Wexford to Dublin. Right. It's not there. It okay. is not there, and it should be there. If government are going to taxes, we need to prepare the right. alternative that gives me that benefit. But equally, if you look at Ross Lear, we have mass increases in our energy prices mm-hmm. that are on top of the haulage costs for people. But I mean, there has been no preparation for Ross Lear Europort as a wind farm construction base. There is nothing being prepared by government as an alternative. So what we're getting is government are adding taxes to costs which are already rising with inflation. And when you add taxes to inflation, it, it ends in catastrophe. Okay, let's get back to... for an island on the periphery okay. of the EU. Let's get back to what Richard Nolan said yesterday. Five or six government ministers. Abject failure. I'm not, I mean, if you analyse what he said, that's what he is saying, really, isn't it? Abject failure in all their parts. Lip service. He talked about the phantom committee to address this issue. It's simply not good enough, is it? Well, I think we... We recognise that government collectively are a cabinet that deal with running the country. Transport is pertinent to every cabinet portfolio. Every minister's portfolio involves transport of some nature. Even justice, we transport our prisoners. You know, every part involves transport. And I think that's where we fall down. There isn't joined up thinking, particular to what Richard was saying, is where there's a shortage of workforce. It particularly involves two departments, that's Trade and Enterprise and the Department of Transport, because the RFA must verify the license that's outside of the EU. There has been no joined up thinking. That process is taking six to nine months 
if they are mm-hmm. if the haulier is able to find someone who wants to come and work in Ireland. It's it's the same in every sector, the hospitality, uh, the the medical sector for nursing homes. It is very slow and inefficient, and we need right. to have more joined up thinking at complete government. And Verona, what, what's your opinion of Eamon Ryan and Hildegard Nocton's managing of this particular department? Have they failed? Do you agree with what Richard Nolan has said, that they've been a failure? Well, look, at from my perspective, you know I've been on the floor a hundred times, Alan, asking about Rosslare, your report, and that is central to our competitive our competitiveness now. Richard mentioned the fact that we are no longer like our nearest neighbour is is the UK, but they are not our EU neighbours. And when we get to the mainland of Europe, we have spent over a thousand euros on shipping. The reality is that government have done nothing to endorse the capacity level of the shipping. We don't have enough capacity, therefore it's dearer. Government needs to absolutely get on board and try and encourage other shippers, other entities to come here and open new... Okay, but can I stop you for a second? Can I stop you for a second and go back to the core of what he said? He he met Minister Nocton on October the 5th as she was unavailable for July, August and September. He says, I heard absolutely nothing in that meeting that gave me any confidence that she knew her brief. All I heard was rhetoric. In the end, I felt she simply wanted to get me off her back and to be able to report to others that she had met me. Useless. Absolutely useless. Is it not time for you as an opposition politician to take on this issue and tackle people like Hildegard Nocton and say, are you up to the job? Well, I certainly have tackled the issue and I've had very robust debates with Minister Nocton. The transport brief for years, successive ministers or previous ministers, none of them have ever understood the road haulage sector, nor have they ever enhanced it in any shape or form. As a matter of fact, in most instances, they provide obstacles. And I think that's the frustration you're seeing or hearing from Richard yesterday. I have tackled the minister robustly. Minister Eamon Ryan in the same way. He is responsible as the environment minister for providing the alternatives to the haulage sector, not just heaping taxes. He can't just heap taxes on top of inflationary costs yeah. because it will end in disaster. And ultimately, Alan, it does come back to the fact that the haulier is passing those increases right. onto your listeners, which is a double whammy because they are already paying the carbon tax increase on energy costs heating costs, now they're going to pay the haulier's increase as well. I want to mention another topic as well, another point, Uh, this is the the, the shortage of drivers. When I aired the piece with Richard yesterday, I got a number of people who texted in and said, yeah, I'd love to drive, but it simply doesn't pay well enough. Is it paying well enough? Is that the problem that they're not being paid enough to do the job in very difficult times? I think that comes back down to uh, the fact of competitiveness as well. And I think, yes, we can always do better. But equally, if the hauliers are not getting paid for the work that they're doing, it's very difficult to give any employee an increase. You know, that is something that can be worked on at all times. But I don't think that that's the only issue. It's very expensive to undergo a test for a rigid truck and then for an Arctic truck to attain, uh, you know, a license to be a professional driver. It's very expensive, and more so in Ireland than any other country, and I think that's where government needs to work on. We'd like to grow our own indigenous sector. As well, you know, we need only the short-term 
alternative of providing a workforce from outside of the EU if government departments got to grips with providing an affordable education in relation to obtaining okay. a HGV licence. Alright, final question for the moment. What are you going to do about this now in, in, in relation to the fact that a, uh, you, you have been very much across this in your previous life before you became a deputy uh, and you know this situation inside out. What are you now going to do as, a, as an opposition TD to try and get some of these suggestions by Richard Nolan and people like him across the line? Well, I think I'm going to continue doing what I'm always doing. And like yesterday, what Richard had to say is mainly my rhetoric. And I have been saying this on the floor of the doll for as long as I'm elected. We have to get Ross Lair underway. It's double uh, value for the taxpayers' money. It will provide jobs. It will provide a, new, a wind energy construction base that will provide an alternative eventually to the energy sector and fuel. I mean, I have been constantly constantly posing questions to each department in relation to what we need for County Wexford. And just you're bringing Gerard Carty on. Last week I sat on the Transport Committee and I invited Transport Infrastructure Ireland CEO to come and meet me in Ross Lair as well as the district councillors to decide how best to accommodate the road haulage sector when boats are off because of bad weather. And that's something we have an OPW uh, customs yard that costs 11 million euros that has plenty of space in mm-hmm. which to accommodate drivers and provide toiletry okay. facilities, all those things. And that is what I'm doing. I did that last week. I appreciate that Chair is going to reiterate that, but I will be at this constantly. That's what I'm elected for, Alan. Thank you for taking our call this morning. That was Independent Deputy Verona Murphy. Southeast Radio's Morning Mix. Chat, news and your views.